We would like to say a special thank you to Lois and Mike Stangland for sponsoring this week's episode. Uh, I can't tell you how many times I hear people talk about, well, that's not a Christian thing to do, or that's not a Christian way to be, and as if there's a way to be a good Christian by doing whatever it is that you do. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Scripture First, the podcast that explores how the Lutheran lectionary is working in your life. I'm your host, Mason Van Essen. For the first time on Scripture First, we welcome Lars Olson to have a conversation with Adam Keery and I about this week's lectionary text, about the middle section of Jesus' Sermon on the Plain. As Lars teaches us in this week's episode, this part of Jesus' sermon is all about loving your neighbor. Jesus is telling us what the law expects of us, or what most of us think of as the things we should be doing as quote-unquote good Christians. But as we'll find out, the bar is impossibly high. We can't complete it. And that's where we end up. The kingdom of God is not a reward for the righteous and good. It's given as the goodness of God to the unrighteous and undeserving. Lars' debut episode is a good one. But first, here's Luke chapter 6, verses 27 through 38. But I say to you that listen, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who abuse you. If anyone strikes you on the cheek, Offer the other also, and from anyone who takes away your coat, do not withhold even your shirt. Give to everyone who begs from you, and if anyone takes away your goods, do not ask for them again. Do to others as you would have them do to you. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. If you do good to those who do good to you, What credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. If you lend to those from whom you hope to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to receive as much again. But love your enemies, do good, and lend, expecting nothing in return. Your reward will be great, and you will be children of the Most High, For he is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. Do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. For the measure you give will be the measure you get back. And now on to this week's conversation. Welcome back to Scripture First, everybody. Uh, This week we have... Lars Olson with us this week. This is his first time on the podcast. Thanks for being here, Lars. 
Oh, you are very welcome. It's my pleasure to be here with you. We're friends with uh, Pastor Lars. He uh, wed two of us here. So I know that uh, me and Mason and... Uh, <laughs> the better two-thirds. You know. okay. I didn't actually marry not, you guys. Yeah, marry I just, us, just like performed you your wedding performed ceremony. Wedding. Okay, he uh, was there at my <laughs> ceremony. I just wanted Paulson. <laughs> No offense to you. <laughs> uh, offense taken. So we, 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 Mason and I have the, the blessing of God and of Lars. And, That's uh, right. Carrie's <laughs> just got God. <laughs> That's why Shoot. I hover over you, making sure that your marriages are very, exactly. very strong and stable. Yeah. Well, I'll consider myself lucky then. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. But no, it's really nice to have you back. We um, have recorded a podcast or two with you before for First Lutheran Church like three and a half years ago. So it's been a minute. Been a while, yeah. And I've, I've felt disconnected to you ever since COVID. I just, I never see your face anymore. Well, we're all wearing masks these days, so. That is true. <laughs> well, it's really nice to have you back, or here, not back. <laughs> Sorry, but we're still adjusting. It's, you know, it's yeah, just, it's a process. Yeah, it's fun. So uh, we're in uh, Luke, the sixth chapter. This is the, uh, the, the third week of February, and it comes directly after our, our text uh, from last week. Uh, is there any more context we should be given or for our listeners? What, what else should we know, Pastor Lars? Right. So Luke chapter six, last week we started with the Sermon on the Plain. Now this is going to be the middle section of that Sermon on the Plain. And so last week we heard about the... Uh, um, blessing and woe to you. Uh, and today we get this section about loving your neighbor. Um, and it's a little unfortunate that uh, the, the the lectionary cuts this up so much because um, it really is a sermon as a whole. And when you cut it up, you end up with things like uh, this week's text, where it seems like all you're supposed to do is love your neighbor. That's all that God has for you, is just telling you again and again, love them more. We just really like challenging all of our preachers to preach a third of a sermon at a, you know per week. right? And you know, make it a full sermon. Yeah, but make it a full sermon. So. <laughs> it could be like a sermon series, I suppose, uh, to uh, take the whole chunk on it. But then the week after this, we get into uh, Transfiguration, I believe. And so I don't know that we um, even finish off the Sermon on the Mount about the uh, what at the end of this, where we, I'm sorry, the Sermon on the Plain, where we hear about uh, the good tree bearing good fruit and, um, and um, the, the culmination of this sermon. So it doesn't just sound like whatever you do is everything that there is, uh, but it does talk about uh, at the end how it is God's work on you mm-hmm. that, uh, that this sermon actually is about. So when yeah. we just get through the middle here, we're going to have to be a little careful not to just dive in to say, oh, this is all telling us what we're supposed to do, yeah. even though it is doing that. Um, yeah, it starts uh, with this sort of famous phrase. I mean, this is kind of uh, embedded, at least in my consciousness, for my parents, a young, love your enemies. Uh, <laughs> do good to those <laughs> Do good to you. those. I mean, this is revolutionary, though, in some aspect. Why do you love your enemies? Why would you right. do good to those who hate you? Right. And it sounds like it's just over the top, right? Uh, way too much to handle. Love your enemies. We didn't start with, you know, love your puppy or uh, <laughs> love your best friend. Uh, no, dive into the deep end. Dives way mm. into the deep end. Love your enemies. Those who hate you, turn around and do good to those. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who abuse you. Yeah, mm. you keep going. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. okay. If anyone, strikes you, <laughs> if anyone strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also... And from anyone who takes away your coat, do not withhold even your shirt. 
So we hear that we hear that a lot as well, especially the turn the other cheek. Right. As this as if these were the uh, marks of being what we would call a good Christian. Right. Uh, I can't tell you how many times I hear people talk about, well, that's not a Christian thing to do or that's not a Christian way to be. And as if there's a way to be a good Christian by doing whatever it is that you do. That is hearing Jesus commands, spending time uh, meditating on them and then making a plan for your day on how you're going to do what Jesus said rather than uh, hear Jesus gracious word and believe it. Uh, that's common for people, especially in, in sermons, hearing sermons, that they genuinely hear Jesus' commands and think, that's what it, I'm supposed to do to be a good Christian. And mm-hmm. I'm going to tell my congregation, this is your blueprint. Yes. Yeah. And who wouldn't want to do that? I mean, you look out into the pews and you see all the people misbehaving. Uh, you, we were just talking about how stubborn people can be. Uh, and you well, want we were, that, that's a universal thing. You're just talking about how stubborn... I, Adam can yeah. be, right? Uh, and, you know, he needs the big carrot and the big stick. And uh, uh, to get him to do anything, really, you have to, you have to give him both. And so, Some old roadblock over here. Old roadblock. And so, you know, then the sermon, uh, even Jesus' sermon on the plane here gets, gets heard as a carrot and a stick. Uh, if mm-hmm. you do the good things, then we'll give you both. And if you don't, then you won't get quite the reward that is due to you. And uh, that's actually very common way to hear uh, things like the Sermon on the Mount or the Sermon on the Plain in Luke chapter 6, that uh, Jesus is telling you what to do to be a good person. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, he is telling you what to do because mm-hmm. he's not soft-pedaling this at all. This mm-hmm. is actually what God requires and demands of you. He's uh, actually laying out what the law Demands. demands of you. Exactly. This is what the law demands. Uh, people are in need. Go and help them. Uh, when somebody strikes you on the cheek out of anger, well, they don't need you to get angry back at them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's not going to help anything uh, to start throwing fists uh, again and again. That's just going to add to it, right? Um, your enemies uh, who hate you um, need someone to care for them, mm-hmm. like rather than someone to keep being their enemy. So Jesus is saying that these are absolutely uh, what you are supposed to be doing. The problem is that doing these things doesn't actually make us better people. Wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. So you're telling me verse 31, the golden rule that is universal and and all of (laughs) the religions of the world, do to others as you would have them do to you. Right, right. Is not that's not it's my. It's not token? actually changing who you are, is it? Oh, well, By I thought having it was. somebody ch- having you do the law and tell you what to do doesn't actually make your heart sing beautiful music. You actually get kind of mad when people tell you what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, my children are really good at uh, twisting the golden rule. You know, do as other do to others as, as you would have them do unto you. And they look around and they see people mistreating them, as I'm sure you guys do. never would do this. Uh, and, and they look around and <laughs> say, me. they're treating an me badly, yeah. which means not I should treat them well, but they want badly. to be treated badly. So yeah. I'll oblige them. Yeah. Uh, this is what finally <laughs> happens, right? We twist the law to our own uh, benefit and we turn around and say, oh, that's how you want to be treated? That's Perfect. what I'll give you. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. This is actually what Jesus is speaking against in this whole sermon. 
that it's not about what you want to do or what's in your heart uh, to do. Um, but finally to say, what's in your heart is going to show your sin. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to open up um, all of the brokenness of the world. And instead, you're going to have to be given a new life, mm-hmm. a whole new life, not just a, um, a new command to do something a little bit better in the world. Mm-hmm. And that, that is the key distinction here. Like, but this cannot be emphasized enough that all of the things that we're talking about right now, turn your cheek, give your shirt off your back, do to others as you would have done to you. These are all pieces of the law showing you what is expected of you, not saying that you will do them, but showing you that you physically cannot hold them up. Well, you might actually do some of them, which gives you a little bit of hope sometimes that <laughs> you might be just good enough to skate by, right? Uh, that you have just enough goodness in you for God to give you a pass, uh, you know, a, a C plus or something like that. Um, but Jesus keeps raising the bar on this uh, again and again, more prescriptions, more demands, uh, always higher in the law until you finally have to say things like love your enemies. Well, how many of them? Mm-hmm. Well, and that's if I do of... one, is that good enough? Mm-hmm. Is it two? Mm-hmm. Uh, can you give me a number where I can <laughs> stop? Well, because that's what we finally have our limits. We each have our limit. But uh, as Paul writes in First Corinthians thirteen, it's just it's just great. It's read at weddings all the time, and you guys are sitting right here. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you know that love never ends. <laughs> Every and, and I say this to couples who are getting married. <laughs> we need to get the and, girls in here. <laughs> and I mean it. I mean we mean exactly that. Love never ends. You can't say uh, I love you yesterday, and that's enough. No, you have to do it again today. Even if you're mad. Even if you're mad. Oh, now we're saying like uh, couples might be enemies at, 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 to one yes. another. Yes, Fury. but it never... I know. Shame. You can't ever say, what did I... But didn't I do enough yesterday? Yeah. Didn't, wasn't mm-hmm. it good enough? Can't, don't I get any credit there? It's always never ending, loving your neighbors. Well, and, and that's what Jesus is getting towards about what God is after uh, for us but also what God is doing for us, which we'll get to a little later on the, in the end of this, this text. Well, and that's kind of what verse 32 starts digging into, because it repeats it in 32, 33, 34, and maybe 35 of <clears throat> if you love those who love you, and then it keeps repeating what credit is that to you. Yeah. So it, it kind of goes back to what you're saying of like, People that that limit keep ask, keeps asking that limit. Right. What is that to you? When do you get what you? When do you get the deserve? reward? Yeah. When do I finally get credit for all that I'm doing? And it's really interesting that word credit uh, there in verse 32 and 33. Um, really, it's the word grace. It's charis in Greek, and it's not about credit. I mean. To say it in English would be kind of strange, but it's it would say something like, um, uh, if you love those who love you, where is grace for you in that? Or what is grace to you mm-hmm. in that way? Yeah. Well, yeah, because by definition of grace, like if you love those who love you, that's an equal exchange. Like you don't need to forgive mm-hmm. or be merciful to somebody who is automatically on an equal playing field with you. Right. But also it's, it's saying... If you, if you love those who, who love you back, then there is no room for any grace to be given. There oh. is no space 
for grace to be shown because you're just transacting love back and forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There it is, which is actually not love. No. It's not giving of the self for the other. It's mm-hmm. just giving enough in order to get something back. <laughs> it's just uh, trading one another. It's lending money rather than giving it freely for mm-hmm. somebody else's complete benefit that you would get nothing back from. And the ne- I mean, the next sentence says is exactly that. Even sinners lend to sinners to get back the same amount. Exactly. And Jesus is now saying to those listening to this sermon, um, that's not what we mean by God's grace to you. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're asking you to be uh, like God, uh, merciful and loving, like God to one another. And what do we see in you all the time? You do a tiny bit and want credit for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You do a little bit and you're saying, don't I get uh, any reward for that? Mm -hmm. Rather than... Uh, God who comes into the world to give him ho- his whole self away. Jesus Christ giving his life for the world. The whole kingdom free to sinners, taking nothing back in return. That's what Jesus is speaking about here. When we turn it back to ourselves, all we ever see is how much we should be getting out of it. Uh, lending or, uh, or how much we've been hurt. Somebody punched me in the, in the face. Uh, somebody <laughs> stole my shirt. Uh, somebody was mean to me today and was my enemy. And we're always turning that back to ourselves to think of how, how we have been wronged in it mm-hmm. rather than how we've been put in the world to give people the grace of God, to live in that grace, to trust in that grace, to continue to give that word to the world. And Christ's unfairness really comes into play. You see it in verse 35 when it says, but love your enemies, do good and lend, expecting nothing in return. Your reward will be great and you will be children of the most high for he is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. Yeah. So that's really showing he chooses. And even in that though, there's that word reward, which just shows us that it's really hard to get away from uh, speaking uh, the languages of the law. And it's always, almost always speaking in this way. And so you can't really get away from that because anything that you get would seem like a reward for you, right? But a reward, uh, we know that the kingdom of God is not given as a reward to the righteous and good. It is given as the goodness of God to the unrighteous. It is given away for them. So it's not a reward as in you did something and then you got something that you earned out of it, right? Mm-hmm. It, the reward is you get what children of God get. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And that's, I mean, if you put it in that, that way, it's like you're saying, I earned salvation because I was a sinner. It's I like, it's salvation like... because I was a sinner. Well, that's a that's a whole different podcast. But uh, uh, how bad can I Coming be to get soon. to get more of God's favor? Yeah, right? That, uh, it doesn't doesn't, doesn't work, work that way. It doesn't work in the sense of the worse I am, the more I get. Right. Right. Uh, that's the sinner's way of doing math with God. Right. Uh, how much worse off can I be in order to uh, get more of His goodness? Mm-hmm. You've forgotten that He's just giving it freely without merit. Uh, being being merit meritorious either in the good or the bad. Yeah, he gives yeah. it freely and unfairly the way yeah. that that Curie is talking about. And you see this sort of freedom uh, in the thirty sixth verse too. Be merciful even as your father is merciful. He he turns back to how is the father merciful and says, now your freedom. You're free to do this. Right? You're free to do this too. 
Right. But you hear that, uh, and on first glance on your ear, how does that sound? Be merciful as your Father is merciful. Your Heavenly Father is merciful. That's a high bar. That's a pretty That's a high bar. High yeah. bar. Yeah. It's and like how the, are you what would do Jesus do? That's what it sounds it is. like. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's it's way too high, right? All these yeah. other things: love your neighbor, uh, uh, pray for those who persecute you. Actually, start to to uh, pale in comparison to this. Hmm. You have to be merciful as your heavenly Father is merciful. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the same as when Jesus says, um, "Love one another, not uh, as you want to be loved, but as I have loved you." Well, that's a that's a lot. That's way <laughs> up there, right? Um, and so it's at this point where I think this uh, scripture text starts to bend to the point of breaking for people because you just can't do that honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't be merciful the way God is merciful, and that's what Jesus is actually demanding on one side. If you hear this according to the law, you're never going to be able to raise to that level. But that's what is necessary. And that's where this finally turns and breaks down, not from just a, a to-do list for everybody, but now a, uh, can I hear this list? Uh, can I hear what God is doing for those who can't scale the mountain, who can't climb the ladder, who can't get over the hump on all these things, who have tried, but finally are just beaten down and broken down saying, there's no way I could be that merciful. I have my limits after all. Um, I mean, I like you guys. I might be merciful to you, uh, but there's <laughs> there are people that I'm just not going to listen to. Somebody's yeah. going to ask me and I'm going to say no, no. or mm-hmm. I don't like you and I'm not going to do something for you. Yeah. And that's just an honest limit that we all run into. But God is now saying, Jesus is coming into the world to say, there is no limit to God's mercy. There is no limit where God won't come to a sinner and say, you are forgiven. There is no sin that he won't take. And so in this moment, in this verse, we start to turn from a to-do list to a, uh, oh my gosh, I am in need of what Jesus is saying here. Mm -hmm. I'm the one who maybe struck him on the face. I'm the one who stole the things from him. And what has he done but turn around and been merciful to me and you? (laughs) So uh, one might uh, hear this text, Pastor Lars, and especially after we've been talking about it for the last 15 or so minutes, and maybe ask as a, uh, especially as a preacher, uh, where's the gospel? How is it that you actually uh, preach from a text like this? Because uh, as you're getting on, uh, the law kind of keeps adding up and finally we get towards this last uh, be be merciful even as your father is merciful. And we know how merciful the father is. And surely all of us uh, should say in some asp- or in, in some way, I can't do that. Yeah, I think as, as you're getting a sermon together, you have to remind yourself that the law is not your comforter. It's the temptation is always that, oh, if we just do the law right, if we just get it correct, then everything will be going smoothly. Um, no. Because that's, again, for you rather than for your neighbor, right? Yeah. The law is given for you to do good to your neighbor. And so it's not going to comfort you. And instead, like you say, Adam, that law is finally going to turn around and um, accuse you of not being good enough. And that's uh, what this final verse here about God's, God being merciful to the ungrateful and the wicked is finally turning you around. Because once you're once you're caught there, right, being those that are not able to do everything that the law demands, once you find yourself being ungrateful and maybe even see yourself as wicked because you can't do everything, 
Well, then you get to hear it in the other way. Uh, God is merciful to you. God is merciful to you. And you get to receive that as the comfort of the gospel, the comfort of Christ that comes, um, that is apart from the law. So that the temptation to fall back into law and to motivate people to by carrot and stick um, falls away for the comfort that comes just from saying, there it is for you. God's mercy, God's comfort, God's goodness, God's grace is right there given to you in Jesus Christ. It's um, finally what it means to be a good Christian is not what you do, but it is what God has said to you that you believe. You can actually be a good Christian simply by saying, not, I've done it all for God, but uh, he has done it all for me. Yeah. And I believe that. Amen. And on that note, we've reached the end of this week's episode, my friends. Thank you to Lars for teaching us that the golden rule is firmly in the law and that we can never truly complete the law. Despite our best effort to be good Christians and be righteous and good, we fall short. The kingdom of God is not a reward to the righteous and good. It's given as the goodness of God to the unrighteous, to us. Luther House of Study wouldn't exist without the generous support of people just like you. If you or your congregation is interested in sponsoring an episode of Scripture First, please send our co-director, Sarah Stenson, an email at sstenson at augie.edu. That's S-S-T-E-N-S-O-N at A-U-G-I-E edu. You can find her email in the show notes or find more information about supporting Luther House of Study at lutherhouseofstudy.org. We also invite you to stay connected to the ministries that are happening at Luther House of Study by following our page on Facebook, subscribing to our newsletter, or watching our resource videos at lutherhouseofstudy.org. If you found our conversations helpful in understanding gospel texts, please send this episode to a friend or family member who you think would find it helpful, enjoyable, or interesting even if they've listened to the podcast before. We appreciate your grassroots support in spreading the good news. Thanks again for joining us this week. Remember, you are now called to be merciful as your Father has been merciful. We'll see you next time on Scripture First.